0: Let's follow the aftermath of the BC government introducing Bill 26. Now, that bill, by the way, uh, is in regards to that controversial housing development project at Arbutus. Uh, and Seventh Avenue. Yesterday, the provincial government announced that it planned to use legislation to push through that controversial housing project. Now, you may recall last summer, Vancouver Council approved the 13-story building uh, with 129 one-person social housing units, which would offer mental health uh, supports. Now, residents have fought against the project, calling themselves the Kitsilana Coalition. They even filed a petition in Supreme Court. Now, residents say the city doesn't consult appropriately And that's a common um, accusation made when these types of housing projects uh, are introduced, not only here in Vancouver, but throughout uh, British Columbia. Uh, The residents say that the building doesn't fit in the character of the neighbourhood. It's a single family neighbourhood, has a school very close by to the proposed site as well. Now, with this uh, provincial legislation, the two-year dispute comes to an end, uh, and the project, one would argue, will be hammered through. Proponents of the project, of course, will say that it's a pushback against NIMBYism there is real need for this type of housing now. Uh, housing Minister Ravi Kailan was on with our Simi Sarah this morning during her program, and he defended the provincial government's decision. Take a listen.
1: You know, we've got people uh, that are struggling to have housing. You know, we've got people sleeping in Vanier Park, uh, near blocks away from where this uh, project uh, is being proposed, and having to wait years and years, get an approval, and then find out that we have to wait more years uh, it's just not acceptable when you're in a major housing crisis. And so this piece of legislation that we brought forward is a reflection on the fact that uh, enough is enough. We have to get housing built because otherwise we're going to have more and more people that are going to be sleeping in parks. And these are people, City, that uh, maybe they've lost a job or maybe they just couldn't find an apartment. So I think it's a responsibility of us as a province to step in uh, where it needs to step in.
0: Now, generally, when you hear about these types of projects, that was the housing minister, uh, Ravi Kailan. generally, when you hear about these um, projects, these are uh, conversations, uh, disputes, uh, controversies that occur at the city hall level. That's where you get approval for these types of housing units. Uh, it's rare for the provincial government to come in and ram through these projects. So, uh, Mr. Kailan there articulated the provincial government's frustration that well, even if something is approved, it can get um, uh, you know bogged down in, in in court for a very long long time, nothing gets built. Now, former Vancouver Councillor Colleen Hardwick also spoke on this issue with our colleague Mike Smith earlier today. Take a listen to what she had to say.
2: There were two key uh, things to me. One was the physical form. You've got to realize that this is just 18 meters across the street from the St. Augustine's Elementary School. Uh, So the physical built form, which was um, anticipated was too tall, too dense, Inadequate setbacks from the road, access issues, shadowing issues, loss of green space. So what was going to be built on it was completely inconsistent with the rest of, of the area and poses problems. But the second problem was the composition of the residents. This was congregate housing, which is where you're putting a bunch of vulnerable people into that space, 129 units. But it's right across from um, another house that's there with women fleeing violence um, and, and uh, going
0: through rehab. That was Colleen Hardwick, former Vancouver councilor. She was in council a council member when the project was originally approved last summer. So what's this mean moving forward and what's it mean for other community groups in other parts of the city who are also expressing concerns over certain housing projects being considered for their neighborhoods? Will the provincial government come in and and push in legislation that basically moves these projects through without any local consultation, or at least taking into consideration uh, local concerns. Mario Michelli is the Executive Director of the Italian Cultural Centre. Mr. Michelli has uh, been on this program in regards to a uh, proposed uh, supportive housing project that uh, would be built near the Italian Cultural Centre. It would include a 64 social housing units with a six-storey residential building. Uh, Mr. Michelli, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me, Jeff.
0: Uh, I appreciate you waiting, but I wanted to to put this whole conversation into context in regards to what we heard yesterday, but what uh, your organization and many in your community will also, I'm sure, be thinking about. First of all, your reaction to this legislation that was introduced yesterday.
1: Well, needless to say, I was surprised. Um, You know, just the... Uh, for the provincial government to come in and really silence the voice of the Kitsilano coalition, who uh, apparently have some legitimate concerns about the project that's going on. And I think one of the fundamental issues that they're trying to raise is that the consultation process was, um, was inadequate and was misleading. That's the same thing that we've come to realize here at the Italian Cultural
0: Centre. Uh, And in in this case, what would you say to the argument that the minister has made that, look, uh, this was approved by elected officials at the city level and now is getting bogged down in court and it could take many months, many years perhaps, and we need housing built now for vulnerable people. What do you say to that argument?
1: You know, I, I completely agree with the minister that we need housing. That's not the issue. The issue is what type of housing are they putting in what types of neighbourhoods. And the consultation process, at least with our project here on Grandview Highway, uh, We were told initially it was simply going to be a facility for adults and seniors with disabilities who are experiencing homelessness or are at risk of homelessness, they would have a spot there. When when we had the initial conversation, we were completely supportive of the Italian Cultural Centre. We have seniors on our facility. We thought this is a great way to integrate and provide the type of assistance and support that we can through our facility. It wasn't until February, sorry, that we found out it was going to be reverted to a uh, location that would also house people with severe mental health issues and addiction issues. And we know they need support. I think the issue that we're looking for is make sure that we're putting these people in the right scenario and situation with the right supports.
0: And in this case, uh, and I think it may be very similar to the Kitsilano coalition, is it the fact that it's near uh, uh, schools or or single-family neighbourhoods? What is the When you say the appropriate location, why would this not be the appropriate location? Are your concerns for this particular unit?
1: Well, like I said, with these units, our concern is there's you know, Vancouver Tech, uh, high school is right across the street from this particular facility. Mm-hmm. This facility is in an area that has a the highest households with families with children in the lower mainland. And this it goes to the consultation process, really, because the community feels left out. Those who took part in uh, the process feel a little deceived. Uh, the original intent was changed as to the use of this particular facility. Now, I'm working on another project with the City of Vancouver, and they've been incredibly consultative on all issues. But one of the things that they told me about this neighbourhood is the demographics. So when you have 32% of the people in this catchment area Mm -hmm. who speak a language other than English in the home, you would suspect that if Vancouver knows this, they would be providing materials that were prepared in the other four languages that are spoken in this area. They're also using the buzzwords that are difficult for people who are educated in Canada to 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 know. And you know the wraparound services, supportive housing. It all supplies. It all uh, suggests that there's going to be some support. Uh, we have the highest number of seventy five. Uh, And older people in this area and all of the participation in the consultation is either through a virtual process or you need to register your objection online now I don't want to seem ageist, but we know at least at the Italian Cultural Center that with that demographic we have to produce materials. They're not going online. Yeah. They're not utilizing the Internet.
0: So in the case of your particular the project that you've expressed concerns over, your, the Italian Cultural Centre has, uh, where are you in regards to that moving forward at this point?
1: Well, uh, we were fortunate because we had a... Well, at least we were asked to be consulted after the fact uh, Councillor Dominato asked for an amendment to the rezoning so that we have been in discussion with the uh, with the city, with the... Well, I don't think BC Housing was on the call recently, and with the, uh, the city planners and, sorry, community builders who are going to be operating this uh, particular location. And I, I think the concern that I have, Jazz, is after I was on your show mm-hmm. and did a couple of other media pieces, I was receiving uh, calls and emails from people all around the province who've experienced a significant change in their neighborhood once one of these housing uh, projects was introduced into their neighborhood. I've, You know, we've, we, we have been uh, inundated with calls So what we've decided to do is in May, we're going to hold a community forum here Mm -hmm. and make sure that the languages that are spoken in this area are also going to be represented. The cultural components of the residents who live in this area will be addressed. And what we want to do is make sure that we're using the right model. You know, this government did a great job during COVID. We followed an evidence-based model that... uh, minister dix and dr henry provided to us and i think we did a relative, a relatively good job getting out of this pandemic but it was evidence-based and now what we're hearing is this project and the process that they're using for these housing projects isn't an evidence-based model that at least i can find some success uh for i've asked for evidence where does it did this model come from, and where does, has it been tested and proven true? I know that a couple of weeks ago you had uh, Dr. Summer, the professor mm-hmm. at, at, at SFU, and his research data was ordered to be destroyed, and I was thinking, why, why would anybody ever get rid of data when it's speaking to one of the key crises that we're dealing with throughout Vancouver and on other parts of the Lower Mainland. Like, it just doesn't
0: seem logical. Mario, we've run out of time. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: No worries. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Jeff.